Real Goddess, Discovering Your Divine Destiny by Cherie Sandal. Episode 24, Prioritizing. Real Goddess is the most important thing you can know about in your life. It's the end goal of all we become in this life. A wise man said that in this current day and age, women will be seen as different and distinct in the happiest of ways, and that a large gathering of women will rise up in strong numbers, dividing the wicked from the good. And I'm here to rope you in, sister. So a couple of weeks ago, I was talking in a podcast about how I had found that I was keeping my apple quarter that I like to use in the fall in the very most convenient place in my house. It was in my pantry closet right in the very middle. Like if I were to run out of the house with one thing, that would be the thing that would probably be most convenient. But the funny thing about that is that I only used it for one week of the year in the middle of September. And so I realized that I had given a prioritized home to this item in my house and that it really needed to be relegated down to the storage room by some other supplies that were only used once a year. So that got me thinking about how we can prioritize our life so that things work better in our favor. So I was reading a book called Inspired Destiny by John Demartini. And he had a little exercise that helps you to go through and decide what are your highest priorities and what are the things that really drive you so that you can create your purpose in your life the way that you would truly like to. And I will share the questions to that little quiz a little bit later. But I want to let you know that one of the final outcomes of this little quiz or this little test that I took to figure out what was the best thing I had going for me and the answer was organization that I know how to organize things and I think I take that for granted that well doesn't everyone know how to organize things isn't that just a given aren't people just organizers by nature and that right there might be telling that to me if it just seems like second nature I wouldn't even think about it that it probably is a strength of mine and that other people who struggle with organizing would laud it as a quality characteristic that I hold and that they would think highly of that thing so I had to stop and think huh so if I'm good at organizing what does this mean how how do I make it happen and what does it make happen for me well if you're organized then you can have your resources settled in a way that makes it so that you can still be productive in the areas that matter most to you. So I started thinking about it, and there's so many little ways that we can be organized that people don't always do. If organization is not a top priority to them, then they don't think about these things. So, for example, as you look at your phone, your smartphone, where are your most used apps? Do you have to scroll through four or five pages, swipe th- swiping them by till you find the thing that you like the most? Well, I found that I have started to naturally put the things on my first home screen that comes on when I turn my phone on. And those are the things that I use daily. 
And I used to have some things like a calculator that I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to use this all the time. And I use it like once every three months, maybe. And I finally have whittled my app home screen, opening screen, to just those apps I use daily. And even though I might like some of the other apps better that are on the other pages, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be using them more sooner than the ones on the front page. So think about how you have that set up. Do you have to swipe through several pages and try to look to find where those apps might be? Or maybe they're not even on your main screen that you have to go into an app list to find them. So think about how that works for you. And like I mentioned with the Apple Quarter, how about the things used most in your house? So if you always grab for a belt in your closet, is it in the most convenient place in your closet or is it in the corner where you have to kind of search for it every single day? When you start to put these things into more of an organized way of being, you find that you have you free up greater space for your brain to be other places, which helps you to be able to create your dreams. How about the recipes used most? I used to pride myself saying, I know exactly which recipe book that is because I'm a visual kind of a person. So I could imagine the cover that it was in. I could imagine the section of the book it was in and find it fairly quickly. And then I started to come to realize that I didn't really need to be using my brain space that way. And so I created a staples recipe booklet in a binder that had all those recipes that I used all the time. And now whenever my kids say, "Uh, Mom, where's that recipe to poppy seed bread? I can say, oh, it's in the Sure Staples book under the breads file. And there's like maybe 20 or 30 recipes there. And they are the ones I use all the time. They're not ones that I have to search through and look through and And honestly, I guess there's so many recipes online now, I maybe don't even need that anymore, but at least they are compiled together. I can find them, and they are the recipes that I use the most. Think about the media that you allow into your life. What TV shows or movies you watch, things that you listen to. And I would even insert here, how are you allowing the media in your life to affect you for good or bad? So we're prioritizing your spiritual strength to be able to think about how the media is affecting you. If you say, oh, well, yeah, we just kind of put up with swear words now. It's just kind of what you do. Well, then your spirit is affected by these swear words and that will decrease your spiritual vibration and make things a little less optimized for you. And again, we're hoping to find out what the things are that we would prioritize so that we can have strength in our lives and strength in our days and doing the things that are most important. So uh, how do you want that media to be affecting you? Is it affecting you how you really want it to be? And on the same account, how about your relationships and how you allocate your relationship with other people? So the other day I went to a writer's club where there's three ladies of us that come together and we talk about our writing and we help each other and we read what each other has written so we can know how we can be better writers. And one of the ladies said, oh, man, I'm sorry uh, that I, I got to go. I got to skip out early. You know, sorry, it was only an hour together. And I said to her, you know what? With that, that hour that we spent together, that's pretty valuable time in a person's life that they spend one hour a month together. 
So think about how you do spend your time. If it's at work, is that really how you want to be spending that time? If it's with your family, is it how you really want to prioritize that time? In the off times that you have, the the odd hours here and there, are you spending it with people who are going to build you up or tear you down? And I've heard it said, and perhaps you have too, that we become the five people that we are most closely associated with. And I would even say that that includes online influences. So my son really likes PewDiePie. Don't don't ask me who that is, but he really likes him. And I should probably find out who PewDiePie is to see if I want my son to become like PewDiePie. So think about who you are with your relationships and how your time is allocated with those people. And if that's really the effect that you want to have prioritized on who you become. So one uh, thing that I learned how to do is to run my life in the ABC approach. And what this means is that there are three things that I'm going to get done in a day. And this is aside from the normal things that I agree to do, the normal running people around or church or work or things that we've planned into our time that are just sort of something we're expected to do that we decide to spend our time on. I have an A, B, and C every day that are extras. These are things I'd really like to get done today. And A is the highest priority. B is the next. And C is the third. So it's not overwhelming. There's just a very easy three things that I could go to. Now, if on a given day, I look at the A item for my day and say, ugh, I just don't feel like doing that. I know that some people would say, you just do it anyway, because you said you're going to. And sometimes I might default to that. But usually what I say is, uh, could I do B or C? And if I could do B or C and get them done, I call that a win. That was something that could get done, that needed to get done. And even though it wasn't the highest priority, I still got it done on that day. And then you rewrite it for the next day. What is my A, B, and my C? And again, you're not overwhelmed. You're not underwhelmed. Maybe it depends on your life. Maybe A and B is enough for you. Or maybe A through D would work. But for me, A, B, and C has worked well. And then as we prioritize our time, I don't know about you, but I like to just fit stuff into my day. It makes me feel good when I accomplish things. But then I realize that part of my prioritizing has to be relaxation and downtime, or I become a grumpy person. So how do you prioritize relaxation? It almost seems funny to say, oh yes, you need to prioritize kicking back and doing nothing. But sometimes that's exactly what does need to happen. It is a priority. Or here's another one. How about your calm versus your excitement? I think that I'm a master of calm. I've become really good at inviting peace into my life. So much so that so that sometimes I flatline. And there isn't enough excitement to keep me going. And it's almost like I'm addicted to the calm and the peace when really there needs to be the joyful side of things too, which means that I need to prioritize some excitement or yang energy into my life regularly. So as I think about prioritizing things, I like this quote that says, things either fall into place or fall out completely. Maybe it's things drop into place or fall out completely. So think about that in your prioritizing. 
if you know there's some things that you have to get done in a day, you'll start to notice that there's kind of a filter that happens of, well, I didn't get to this thing, which was maybe E on the list of A, B, C, D, E, and it fell out because it wasn't really important. So it didn't really need to happen. So uh, I think it's uh, interesting and exciting to see how we can make things work. I had a big wake-up call a couple of years ago when I was called to be a cub master in the scouts organization. And I had a whole month to get things ready. But we had our pack meeting on third Thursdays of each month. And at first I would find myself trying to put everything together on a Thursday and just scramble and just be running around and I couldn't figure out dinner for my family and I was running around and it was just like a chicken with their head cut off as I tried to get everything put together. And I decided I didn't like living under a procrastination impetus, that the procrastination was causing me too much stress. So I started to make the goal of being done by Tuesday. So if I was done by Tuesday, then I could let whatever had to happen in the next two days of maybe extra inspiration or problems that I need to solve or last minute items that needed to be taken care of could fill that space. Whereas before I was running with my head cut off, so I couldn't. That experience of being the Cub Master helped me to learn how to get out of procrastination. And sometimes it's really tempting to go back into procrastination because it really makes you do things. But I've decided that I value the peace too much and I will do the things A on my list and B first so that I'm not running with my head cut off. And it's amazing how free you can feel when you prioritize that way and take care of the things that need to be taken care of first, including self-care and the relaxation and things that you know that you need to do to refill your bucket. So I actually think very differently now. Thanks to that Cubmaster assignment, I think very differently about taking care of things in a timely way. And I would say not too soon, because I know some people who will take care of things immediately. Like they just do everything they can to pay a bill today, right now. As soon as it comes in the mail, they, they cut it open, they pay the bill. So they're always on top of things. That was too overwhelming to me. I had to decide to have a day to pay the bills or a day to do this particular job or a Saturday to do this cleaning out of the closet. So it is a balance and you can find what works best for you with that. It used to be also that I'd make a lot of food. I I was making, I was spending a lot of time cooking food, like a half a day. Literally, I would make all the sauces. I would boil the chicken and debone it and just everything and it was a lot of stress and I came to realize that I didn't think that God would have me spending my day or half my day cooking and I ran upon a booklet and it was called 30 minute meals let's see 30 minute nutritious meals is it even possible but I was so excited to get this booklet of recipes and I opened it up and I started looking at the recipes and I, I just felt really downhearted because as I read through them, it would say two hours before start doing this and one hour before start doing this. And then in the end, it really wasn't that healthy of a recipe. 
So I prayed to God that I would find a way to make dinners not a priority in my life because they had been a priority. And I thought, well, dinners create the food, which is our fuel to be able to live. Dinners are not the end in and of themselves. So I prayed that I would have a better attitude about food and dinners. And I have found that way. I think I could be the writer of that cookbook. 30 minutes of nutritious meals. Is it even possible? Well, I can tell you, I regularly spend about 30 minutes on a meal. And I feel like our meals are much more healthy. So I've prioritized our eating so that they are working really well for us. I'd like to talk about a concept called return and report. This is returning and reporting to God at the end of each day and the beginning of each day of what we would be doing for that day. So I'll start out in the morning and I'll say, Heavenly Father, today I am going to go do my job. I am going to help my neighbor for an hour. I am going to take a little downtime and crochet this awesome zigzag, zigzag crochet, uh, like a crochet chevron blanket that I'm doing right now while I listen to a really awesome podcast. And that's going to be my, my regrouping time and my refilling time. And then I'm going to do part of a project that I've been working on. And then half an hour before dinner, I will start on the food we'll eat and then spend some time together as a family and then go to the meeting that I have at seven o'clock and we'll wind down at nine o'clock and go to bed at 10. The next morning I report back to God, or let's say that the night, uh, that the, the night of that morning that I uh, set up the plan, I come back to God and say, okay, this is what happened. And most often I do exactly what I said I would set out to do. And then I asked, I always ask the little question, Heavenly Father, was that good? Do you agree? Are you happy with what I did today? And most of the time I get yes. So this is the return and report way of talking with God. And I believe it helps us prioritize our day so that we aren't just running from here to there without much direction and without much uh, to show for our life. This is a way that helps you to be able to follow God's plan of keeping in tune with him and doing what he would want you to do. So I love the concept of return and report for prioritizing your life. So now I want to return to what I was talking about in how to prioritize based upon the book Inspired Destiny that I mentioned at the first of the podcast. And John Demartini asks 12 questions. And these 12 questions will help you to know what your purpose is in life and how you should be running your days and your life and how you spend your time. So I encourage you to get out a piece of paper or a phone app or something like that. And I'm going to ask you these questions and write down your answers from one, two, and three for each of the 12 items. So I'll say question number one, and then you'll put down three items that answer the question. 
This is an exciting little opportunity for you to figure out what really is the way that you should best spend your time here on Earth. Ready. Number one. How do I fill my space? This can both be time, energy, things. How do you fill your space? Two, how do I spend my time? That one is pretty specific about time. Three, and remember we're writing down three things for each of these. Three, what are you energized for? So when you're doing something, what just gives you energy and keeps you moving, keeps you going? Three things. Four, how do you spend your money? I think it's really interesting to look at a credit card statement and decide your priorities of life and how you spent your money that month or that year. Five, where are you most organized? And there's a huge variety of answers that you could put here. Six. Where are you most disciplined? Three things there. Seven. What do you think about? Think about those things at the end of the day. If you could go through and say, what did I think about today? What would those top three things be? Eight. What do you visualize? What's going through the picture of your mind on a daily basis? Nine, what do you talk to yourself about? So what's the chatter that's going on in your mind? Or I don't know, maybe you're a verbal talk out loud kind of a person that talks to yourself. Ten, what do you talk to other people about? I heard it once said, what would you interrupt somebody in a conversation at a restaurant, if you heard them talking about something, what would you interrupt them to tell them what you knew about it? That would say what you're most interested in, whether you realize it or not. If you're that bold to interrupt somebody like that, unless you're a super extroverted person, that's probably something you get really excited about. 11. What truly inspires you? And one of the things that I wrote down that truly inspires me is advocacy. So when you can help somebody or be somebody's hero, or if someone's really in a pickle and you can help them out, I love that. Like being a rescuer. Maybe I should go do search and rescue. Eh, can't handle the blood. And number 12, what are your goals? So then you take it all together and you compile what were the three top common themes. So if you go through and say, oh, well, number six and number nine and number three all had very similar things to be said about this thing. Put down those things, what they are. I'll reveal a little bit about myself in that my three top common themes were one, family, two, entertainment, in a variety of ways that could be um, performing piano, 
for an audience or watching a good movie or just sitting down and playing the piano for fun for myself. And the third common top theme for me is learning and progressing. And then one question to ask about this list is, how would you rank the top things that get you the things that you want? So as you go through that list, what did it take to get those things? So I went through and counted, and my top three ranking for the things that helped me get those things or help fulfill those things in the top three of each of the categories. My first one was organizing. This is my ability to organize things. So remember how I talked about that at the beginning of this podcast, that that was my greatest strength was organization, which I would not think was a big deal. But to people who don't have organization skills, it might be huge. My second thing was relationships, that the people around me matter in my being able to accomplish things. And then my third thing was the feeling of accomplishment, that I really wanted to have that feeling. Now, I know some people would have things like connection with other people or humor or a number of things. I mean, as individual as people are, that those would be the top ranked things that took them to where they could accomplish those 12 top items. And then I created my destiny statement. Are you ready? This destiny statement would even include why I do what I do right here, creating this podcast. And here it is. Drumroll, please. (laughs) I hereby declare before myself and the world that my purpose in life is to dedicate myself to accomplishing organizing relationships by learning and writing and teaching about the mind, spirit, and body by presenting classes and music for the end goal of keeping eternal families happily together, perhaps through my Real Goddess program. It just encapsulates the whole, everything that we just went through on that statement in all of those points. So I ask you, as you look at your list of answers and your list of things that help you get those things, what would your destiny statement be? So when you're done listening, go pull out a piece of paper or up on your phone and write down what your destiny statement is and then look at this often. Repeat it often enough that your brain and your subconscious just kind of takes it in as given. But that is obviously the thing that you are and will do. Okay, so now the question. What does organization and prioritization and the things we've talked about today have to do with our becoming a goddess? Well, I think about this scripture that says, Lay aside the things of this world and seek for the things of a better. So as we go throughout our life, are we seeking for the things of the better? Are we trying to be a little bit better? And I'm not even going to see say each day because sometimes that frustrates me because I might have a bad day and then I say, ooh, I slipped back. Shame on me, one step backward. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say generally. Are you becoming a better person? Are you seeking for the things of a better 
and lay, laying aside the things of the world. So ultimately, the goddess will have her perfect world. And will she be prioritized and organized enough to find exactly what she wants in her world? I think about, have you ever been to a play where the lights came back on between the scenes and there's still a prop on stage when the lights come up and a stagehand in their black have to come and quickly grab it off? And we all think, ah, that wasn't so cool. I didn't want to still have a little bit of the last scene there. Is that how your world is going to be where things are just kind of, ooh, the lights just came on and we weren't quite ready? We weren't quite there. Or will it be in perfect order, ready for you to inhabit, ready for you to to lord over, and ready for you to create and procreate with? I think that prioritizing is going to be a huge part of the goddess's ability to be who she eternally will be with those eternal rewards that she will be promised and be blessed by. I hope you will join me in awakening one million potential goddesses to their divine destiny by sharing this podcast and information with others you think would benefit. And I hope you have a prioritized and organized day and life.